0: um uh, sabaho sabaho everybody welcome back to the channel um it is saturday saturday morning with tech uh saturday the 17th of july two days into well, over the middle of july um I, I was i was getting ready to get to start the show and i was trying to get everything up and, and running and then um i, I want to say of course uh sabaha to everybody I hope you guys are doing well everything's going great with you guys um as I was going live, as I, I went into the studio in stream, in stream yard and trying to get everything set up, Sam's in the chat. Good morning. Uh, Simon Says Hypno's in there as well. Maz B's in there. Uh, Jay Jetter's uh, Jay Jetter's in there as well. Oliver's in there as well. Um, so I, I'm, I'm going to try to preface it and try to kind of put it in the, uh, the the little surprising news that I just found out. Um, and, and it may not. Um, it, <laughs> thanks, Sam. Uh, Merlin, of course, everybody else. Um, Tesla finally made their uh, their full self-driving a subscription model. And I I wasn't even aware that this was going to happen now. Uh, And I'll say this mostly because as I was getting ready, let me just do this here. Um, Can I bring this over? (laughs) Like I said, this was not even I I did not prepare for this. Uh, And it was mostly I'll say this. Thanks to um, Tech Odyssey, Adam. I don't know if Adam is in the chat yet or not. Um, usually he steps in, uh, jumps in every once in a while. Um, so he posted about it, obviously, uh, his wife also, uh, uh, Sarah J. Awesome is also a Vic, um, Tesla fan. So she has, she's had hers, uh, I think a little over three, a little longer than mine. Uh, I, so she got hers. Um, I watch her content also. She does a lot of great Tesla stuff. Um, <laughs> Self-driving, vehicle. Uh, Sam, Sam's already vo- vo- vocalizing his uh, his opinion on this one. And I, and I agree. There are certain things you need to be understanding. Um, there's no way in hell. Uh, basically saying is there's no way he's going to want to have a self-driving car. So to, to kind of preface this before we get in too far, this is not fully, fully autonomous self-driving. Um, it, this is pure much the current model of, fel- uh, of self-driving, which means Tesla is no longer going to try to give you the option of being able to buy it. Right. Self-driving has been something that Tesla cars have had for some time. Um, and, uh, Tesla used to charge, I think it was at 5,000, 7,000. Then the latest thing, which is when I was getting my car was around $10,000. And that's for the package. It means you buy that and you're no longer having to subscribe to it. And that's an option that you're able to do. Um, and essentially it's a one lump sum. You either add it to the car if you're buying, leasing or whatever, but that's again, if you're doing all of those, what happened today and what I saw, Hey, Greg, good morning, man. Is I saw Adam's uh, post. And let me see if I can share the screen with you guys real quick. This, this, okay. So the the reason why you're getting this little bit of a flint kind of look on my face is when I was thinking about getting the car, that was one of the biggest things that they told me about. That this was back in February, and they're like, we're, you know, we're hearing a lot of rumors. It's going to come out. Is it going to go? Is it going to happen? And at the end of the day, what they're trying to do right now is this. Um, and I'm not sure if you guys can read this. Let me see. Can I make this bigger? Oh yeah, I think it's right here. Here we are we will go one smaller here. Okay, so the way the subscription essentially is Tesla finally made the announcement of the subscription based model for full self-driving. But there's two models of this, uh, depending on what your car already has. And of course, the biggest thing is that your car has to have the hardware necessary for full self-driving. Meaning if you bought the car, it has full self-driving, but you chose not to go for that. Now you have to believe adding this. But now it's based on a subscription model. Is it worth it, though? This is where I'm actually going to get into conversation a little bit. Uh, first and foremost, this is a subscription-based model, meaning you pay per month. So on top of your car monthly payments, this will be a separate subscription. And this is also separate from their internet connection, which is the, auto, uh, the uh, what they call the premium connectivity function. Now, the premium connectivity is $10 a month. That's also a separate thing. Um, this is essentially what they're calling. If you have enhanced autopilot and you want to go to full self-driving, which most 2021 models have, it's going to be 100 bucks a month. If you had basic autopilot, an earlier generation of this, which you did not go for the uh, full, seven, uh, the uh, the enhanced autopilot, which by the way was a separate package on its own. So if you went with the, you already had a basic, you could upgrade to the enhanced, and then from there on. So, but if you didn't do the upgrade and you're basically just paying for the regular car without any of those um, augmented features, you're basically going to be paying $200 extra a month. That's a lot of money for a subscription-based service for a, a function. Don't get me wrong. You you had the opportunity to buy it at some point, and I'm I'm not 100 sure yet uh, if this is going to be a uh, you're still able to buy it. So he said. Um, so frequently asked questions: uh, Where are the full self-driving capability subscription available right now? It's in the United States uh, through the Tesla app. Which features are um, can be provided on the hardware? Da, da, da. Can I subscribe to full self-capability while I wait for the hardware installation to complete? Uh, I guess that's a separate installation. Can I cancel my subscription? You can cancel your full self-driving uh, compatibility subscription at any time from the Tesla app through the your account. Monthly subscription payment will not be prorated. After the cancellation is processed, your full self-driving capability features will be re- uh, uh, are, uh, remain for the current billing cycle. So short answer is you're able to get that. Uh, so... Are 1st some people trying available? Uh, no, so you can't try it, and you have to subscribe to it and pay, and it is not uh, refundable. So again, so what I'm trying to say essentially is, it, this is a big news. This is a big, big news for Tesla owners or anybody that was looking in to get into a Tesla because of the full self driving functionality. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew, Andrew's in the chat as well. Uh, Jermaine's in there. Mark, uh, Sad, uh, sad. <laughs> uh Alan, Alan, welcome, man. Uh, Greg in there. Uh, hey, Jermaine. Dude, Jermaine kicking us off, kicking us off with a, with a nice, um, yes. Uh, so you know what, let's, let's just the conversation first. Thank you very much for, for the super chat, man. I I love that. Um, and let's, let's start talking about some Xperia stuff. Again, the, the Tesla things, it's a big announcement. I'll, I'll touch base a little bit more on that, but it was seriously, as I was going in, I saw, uh, so Adam tweeted at me earlier and then I saw his tweet and I was about to go back into it. So I went to his profile, um, uh, and then sure enough, I see his tweet, uh, that he, you know, obviously he signed up his wife for it. So I guess, um, she did not have the full self-driving, Now, full self-driving. We'll talk about that, but let, let's talk Sony Xperia because this, there's been a few things going on. Um, first things first, there is a delay in the launch, at least in the U.S. market. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet in the European market or not. Originally, we were supposed to get the Xperia 1 Mark III in the U.S. Um, on the 19th of August shipping. So pre-orders have already started. So you're able to go in there and put in your pre-orders, sign up and get the, the promotion, the free earbuds, the free uh, you know Call of Duty CP points. But the launch date or the availability, meaning people were going to start getting hardware around the 19th of August. And that was the anticipated date. Today is the 17th, so roughly about a month from now. Sony's website on uh, the Sony Xperia website. And let me see if I'm able to pull that up correctly, um, has now well. So if you're if you if you were pre-ordering it directly there, you can see now that the the actual availability or the ship date has moved a couple of times within the last week. It was at one point showing September third, so we already moved into September. And this morning, if I'm not mistaken, it said it was around the 28th or the 30th. Uh, I do need to bring that up because I think it's. Uh, hold on, let me see here. I can bring up the link. Uh, so th- the short answer is, it seems like there is some delay issues. It could be hardware, compi- uh, hardware availability, um, uh, also chip shortage. The there is the the last thing I can probably estimate. Just for reference, none of this is confirmed by Sony yet, um, other than what I what I can see from their site. I can 100% confirm because that part is on their site. You cannot go uh, against what's already available on their website for, for pre order. So let's go ahead and share the screen. Uh, again, thanks very much, man. Thank you very much, man. Uh, so here, now it says releasing on August 27th. Uh, let me actually, I guess I did not share. So let's go ahead and share. We'll do share, jump one more time. And here it is. So the launch date where it used to be on August 19th, which was, again, when it was first available. At la- earlier this week, it was saying September 3rd. Now it says August 27th. So there seems to be some delays in the hardware availability of the Xperia 1 Mark 3. That's that's something that's going on. On top of the fact right now, um, and I and I did reach out to, just to kind of reference for you guys, I did reach out, not, not regarding this delay, but the conversation, the next conversation, which I'm seeing some articles being posted saying um, Sony will only support... Uh, the Xperia 1 Mark III for one version of software update, meaning it came out with Android 11, or it's going to be coming out with Android 11, since that's the current version of Android, uh, and it will not be receiving more than just Android 12, because Android 12 will technically be one software update. Now, that doesn't speak to, um, you know, uh, security patch updates support, how many years that's gonna be, but one version software update to a, uh, to the next version, which more than likely will end up being somewhere in next year's timeframe, by the time the software is fine-tuned, um, it's a little bit, I'm not sure if something that I think we can, so it's, I- it's not typical to see th- something like this. The reason I say this, the Xperia 1 Mark, the Xperia 1, not even the Mark, the Xperia 1 has received Android 10 and Android 11 updates, and that's two software updates. Uh, the Xperia 1 Mark 2, uh, Mark 2 was released with Android, uh, if I'm not mistaken, with Android 10, and then later on received Android 11 because it came out later. So that's already on a one software update. And to my understanding, that received two. So. If you're reading these articles and it's concerning, I'm trying to get a confirmation from Sony as to exactly what it is. Uh, there was prior conversations also talking about the fact that, you know, 4K 120 wasn't running at the same time, that it was either 4K or 120. And then I think there was some other uh, documentations that provided. I'm also reaching out to that for that answer as well. How do I feel about this? This is something that's a, I, I'm not 100% sure why this would be, and I'm not even actually believing the conversation. I understand that the source of the one software update is based out of uh, uh, I guess a posting in a, in a European country site from Sony that that's where they're pulling the data from. Again, this could be a mistypo, could be something into that. So I'm waiting for an official statement from Sony to kind of be able to comment on it a little bit more. But the delay is definitely real. There is some delays and it seems like uh, more than likely the Xperia, 1, Xperia 5 Mark three would also be affected by this as well. Because the longer it takes for the 1 Mark three to come out, the longer it's going to take for the 5 Mark three to come out. Um, so short answer, it's a little bit up in the air. The delays are true. But as far as the actual support, I'm not 100% sure. I would imagine at least two software update at the very least. So 11, so 12 and 13, mostly because it is coming so later in the year. And 12, by the time 11 comes out or the Xperia Mark III comes out, Android 11 would have been basically or Android 12 would be literally um, at this rate a couple of weeks away from being official uh, from Pixel, right? Because that's the launch of it from uh, from Google in around September. So. There are things to be talked about, so just keep that in mind. And, and I do want to say again, thank you very much to Jermaine for for kicking us off with the on the right note there. Um, that's the thousand subscription service. Uh, so yeah, uh, kind of jumping back into the uh, the, uh, the comment from Andrew here from Fat Produce. Yeah, we're turning into a subscription based uh, kind of a society. If you really think about it, the subscription model is so feeding into everything we everything we want to get it's going to be end up being a subscription you know like gaming is not now an online subscription uh, we have a thousand subscription services from different studios different exclusives and i understand you can pick and choose what you want you don't have to subscribe to everything but are you and i mean i'll ask you guys a question i mean even if it is a tesla or not a tesla would you pay a subscription-based service on top of your monthly payment for a car that you're buying would you do that, or would you rather have it as a as a payment as included uh, something included in your payment? The reason behind it is: let's say you don't have the the enhanced autopilot. Right. You're going straight cold turkey from the base model all the way up to the full self-driving. That's two hundred dollars a month, twenty four hundred dollars a month, uh, a year that you're going to be paying on top of your car. And in four years per se, roughly closing into the ten thousand, which is what they charge for the actual service. So do you factor that in, add that into your monthly payment in the beginning or do you subscribe to it? I still need to figure out if you're still able to buy it now, because if they're switching to subscription model, that may not even be an option anymore. So if you do have the enhanced autopilot, which most of the new sorry most of the new cars do come with, um, it's a twelve hundred dollars uh, expense that you have to pay. But for everybody else that does have that, and now they've already paid, let's say ten thousand, myself included, which I now feel like I'm in a bad position. I'm making monthly payments on this. Included in that is my full self-driving. So those are the things I'm a little bit concerned. And I'd like to know more, I guess. But we'll have to find out. Um, but I'm with you. Uh, Greg is in there as well here, man. I uh, just want to see. Okay, I think I'm hitting a whole bunch of people here. Um, oh, Aditya is in the chat, man. Hey, good morning, man. Hope you're doing good. Good uh, Geeky Nasim is in there. Hey, good morning, <laughs> Ranesh. Uh, I think I'm missing a whole bunch of comments. Matt Tyler's in the chat. Uh, Boost, Boost Killer's in there. Uh, they want 1400 euros in Europe. So the, okay, I'll say this. The price point on the Xperia 1 Mark III is not, um, I don't think it's, it's not justifiable. I think it truly is a justifiable upgrade from what we had last year. Again, what I started with and I've always started with when I talked about the Xperia 1 Mark III is you have to understand is you don't have to buy this phone. You don't have to go get this phone. This phone is something that people only want to get when they truly appreciate what it offers and they really want that feature. The 4K, 120 frames per second or 120 hertz refresh rate display is a unique feature on the market to date. Um, it has 256 gigs of internal storage as well as expandable storage as well as a dac supported headphone jack a triple camera setup with four focal lengths as well as a, a slew of features that you do not find on any other smartphone on the market even the best devices on the market do not feature this technology so you have to understand also the fact that sony understands they're not going to be selling these the same way samsung will sell let's say the a series or even some of the s series s is not one of their popular series uh, it's more popular by clicking but not necessarily by sales their a series sells more than their s series or even their their you know fold or the whatever those series so the at the end of the day when you're looking at the price you're looking because a they're producing them in smaller quantities but b they're also feeding you the best quality tech that you're able to get for those type of technologies that they're including so don't get me wrong. I agree with you. It's a lot of money, and I don't think everybody's going to jump onto it. But at the end of the day, if you are going to get it because you appreciate it, you're definitely going to be enjoying what you're getting there. So those are the things I always say, uh, especially when it comes down to Sony tech. Uh, Jay Jeter uh, TK, I watch a certain tech reviewer say Sony Xperia 1 Mark III is weird and that the t- uh, 4K 120 for, uh, 220 hertz is overkill. I was like, how is how is it weird and overkill? You're right. It is something that you have to kind of appreciate. So the thing about the the, uh, the Xperia One Mark III is it's locked at 4K. Right? It doesn't have multiple refresh rate. You cannot drop it to change. It's locked at 4K. You either have it at 60 or 120. Now I have the 60, uh, the the 4K 60 refresh rate uh, on the Xperia One Mark II. It's a great refresh rate. It works great. One of the things I've always appreciated, especially when I wanted to switch over to gaming, is the higher refresh rate. I want to be able to enjoy games at a high refresh rate. These devices can provide us, uh, you know, 1080p or QHD at 120, 144, 165. Um, The tech that was limiting us was really the panels, right? Can we get a panel that provides us 4K 120 on a mobile device, not just monitors? So that's what we are getting here. So when I look at it realistically is uh, and somebody says this is overkill, you know what? That's what Sony does. Sony does something. And when they do it, they do it to the best that they can. They're not going to give you a halfway solution. If they could provide us a 4K 120 last year, we would have received a 4K 120 Xperia 1 Mark II. That wasn't the tech that was available. We had the 1 Mark II at 4K 60 and the 5 Mark II at uh, 1080p 120. Now we have 4K 120, and you still have the ability of getting to the 5 Mark III, which will still give us 1080p 120, uh, 1080p 120, where the 1 Mark III will give us 4K 120. Taking that, that that experience from content consumption, content creation, as well as gaming, so it becomes more of a trifecta. Now, add the fact that we have front-facing speakers that are better, louder than last year's speakers, also the headphone jack, as well as the wireless charging, reverse wireless charging. There's a whole bunch of things to be said about this device. So if somebody is not appreciating it for what it is and then maybe it's not a phone for what they what they typically look for what they use Uh, and this is why probably what their the comment was coming from i don't think it's overkill i think it just lives lives up truly to what sony is really known for if they're going to give you something they're going to give you the best Uh, there's a reason why you pick sony and why you go with sony you realize that sometimes the price may be more but you know you're getting quality when you get it from them so that's that's the one thing i would say Um, And I want to talk to you guys, and we are going to talk about this big, massive, little, uh, not big, massive, little, that's obviously what I'm, I don't know what I'm talking about, but apparently this is what it is, Um, the the Voom Pixel 64, this so I've been a big fan of DaVoom for, for many years. I've used their uh, their their pixel art uh, type of uh, speakers, displays, and so on and so forth. Uh, this one is their latest. It's a Kickstarter campaign that's going on right now. There's a link for that in the description below. And one of the really, really best parts about this, it's a cloud-connected uh, display, which is still a pixel art display. And what I love about it is right now, as you guys have seen right there, it is running basically my channel stats. So I have it connected to my channel. I didn't want to connect it to anybody else's. But you're able to connect it and there's a whole bunch of different things we are going to cover that for sure uh but yeah i'm with you jay uh uh, jay it's it's one of those things you have to you have to appreciate you have to have used it and and lived with it for some time and again it's not everybody's cup of tea but when you enjoy it it is going to hit the right spot let's just say that much let me see here i think i'm jumping a whole bunch of here. uh environment shipping cost uh absolutely uh um Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, and, and just for reference for everybody else's, uh, let's actually let's talk about that a little bit more as well. Uh, and I feel like this is a bit something uh, geeking asim is one of, the, as you guys know, a regular on the channel uh, is ended up being one of the winners on the channel. Hmm. I don't know why I'm running a little bit. Um, OK, uh, it, it was actually one of the winners, one of the ten winners that we ended up uh, selecting on Monday during that live stream of the Realme GT. Mm-hmm. So um, just a quick little update on that one, just to kind of give you guys a heads up. So on Monday, we did select 10 winners. Um, Two people did not respond, or uh, the short answer, I would say basically did not respond in the time allotted, although I did even give a uh, somewhat of a grace period after that. I waited another six hours after the 24 hours original uh, requirement. and then we ended up having to pick a couple more people. Uh, there was uh, uh, one person, though, after the live stream was over that I did that when I was double checking their video entries, did also still have another entry that was not a qualified entry as well. Uh, the video was submitted of something else and it wasn't linking. So short answer. Uh, We have the winners. The winners have been selected as well as confirmed. And I do. I did receive the, you know, basically there the information needed to provide over to Realme. The process now goes pretty simple from here. Realme is going to be shipping out the hardware. I don't have them. I I realize some some of you guys uh, may be interested to find out like in where and how long and all of that. as soon as I get updated information as far as when the devices are shipped, I'll provide you guys the information. Right now, as of yesterday is when I submitted the information over to Realme, it took me a few days to confirm. Believe it or not, uh, it did take some time for things to kind of confirm because I ne- I couldn't send them an incremental list. I needed to give them everybody's information and made sure that everybody's information is correct. So short answer information's at went over to to Realme so uh, hopefully with sometime next week we'll start getting some information for you guys and I'll and I'll reach out to all the winners as well as uh Geeky Seem as well uh, to get let you guys know how things are going so thank you for everybody for, uh, that participated shared retweeted Uh, supported the channel. And again, of course, thank you to Realme for just the entire process uh, of just making everything so simple. Uh, And again, giving out uh, 10 of these devices to you guys uh, and letting you guys enjoy what the Realme GT has to offer. So for sure. I'll tell you guys this much. Uh, This one's going to my son. He's uh, this. If you guys probably already know this at some point or another, uh, the um, uh, what's called the RG Phone 2 that we've had that has been hanging out with us for the last couple of years. We had that problem with the display. We fixed it. We replaced it. The display now is delaminating. So the device is not exactly in the best condition and is literally on borrowed time, in my opinion, because sooner or later, at some point, something's going to get in there and just fry it. So short answer my son's going to be switching over to the GT uh, as this is going to be a great device for him to be able to use fast charging headphone jack great you know 120 hertz display stereo speakers all of the things that he enjoys right now add obviously a 2021 888 processing kind of uh, kind of level of experience so definitely very nice and again congrats uh geeky nasim on on the winning there um so Sam is actually saying here is if I took more pictures, I'd probably be interested more in Xperia. Uh, I think it's more about the usage, really. It, it's a well rounded device in the sense of, you know, consumption creation as well as gaming now. Uh, but I agree. It depends on what you're looking for. It depends on also, you know, your your personal preference on devices. Again, I don't think Sony's trying to sell this to everybody, but they are providing you what they believe is the best experience or the best marriage between Sony Alpha Tech kind of experience. When you when you use a Sony Alpha camera, and a smartphone. And most people that appreciate it the most are obviously that have used a smartphone before or have seen it, but also have missed these features from other devices that are silently, well, I'm going to say silently, but gradually removing these features, right? LG was one of the other big uh, big players that used to help us have, you know, a good quality experience with a headphone jack and so on. And we no longer have that experience. Sony literally ends up being now the only person doing it uh, and still providing us that flagship experience on the smartphone with a very unique piece of tech. And that is that display. So you have to appreciate, again, what what, what they offer there. And for me, I, I really like it. Um, let me see. You. Joe, Joe Hickey. Hey, man, it's been a while for having seen you, man. Uh, you should <laughs> So uh, Matt Tyler saying I should have picked his backflip video. I'm going to tell you, Matt, I searched. I have searched, man. If there is a link to that video, I would love to publicly show it right now. Uh, and of course, you know, feature you and make you make you a running uh, you know, feature on the channel. And you know what? What would be really funny is that every time you reach or you do end up finishing Warzone in like, you know, number one spot or whatever, you should have that as the uh, like the uh, I would say like the gift that comes right after it. Like you say, reach number one. And then Matt does the backflip think we should do that we should do that totally man um yeah uh but i do apologize for it i wish it was something that i was able to control a little bit more uh but i wanted to keep make sure that everything was random absolutely random outside of my control so that it becomes uh more fair for everybody uh (laughs) i like it uh simon uh Oh, here. Okay. So, uh, let me see. Here. So DTS jumping in. Okay. So I'm probably going to go, going to go budget with uh go budget with an a series, uh, line pixel, uh, is, uh, being released this, if it ends up being released, uh, but damn, <laughs> I'd love some Xperia, uh, hoping prices, uh, on the, on the five mark to, uh, drop substantially more than likely. Yes. You're going to probably have a much better deal if you're thinking about getting them, uh, maybe secondhand. Like, I don't know if they have a service similar to the way we have it in here. I'm not talking eBay. I don't, Personally, I don't, I'm not a big fan of eBay when it comes to smartphones because you typically will end up getting a lot of... Um, not just necessarily fake hardware, but things that just don't usually work well. I don't, I just makes it too complicated. Ever since Swappa became a thing uh, for me, I've been using them to buy and sell my devices consistently. And I've had good luck. Although I'll say this, I did have one time a situation where the device I purchased did end up being blacklisted on T-Mobile after about a month of me purchasing it. So it was a um, coincidentally, it was also a Sony. Uh, It was a Sony Xperia. um, I want to say the Xperia one, no, not one. Sorry. It was an older Sony. I can't remember the exact model, but the short answer is I purchased it used it was a T-Mobile device. I had my SIM card. I was working. And one day I was coming back home. Suddenly my phone dropped connection. And then at that point, I realized that there was no signal. It says not authorized. Contacted T-Mobile. And then they said that this not this IMEI or this device has been blacklisted. And it, since I'm not the original owner, I cannot contact them and try to resolve the issue to remove the, to remove it off that list. So short answer, I did work with uh, Swappa, and they actually were able to not only get me to get re- obviously to return the device, they supported it, and I was able to get my money back from this experience. So the short answer is that's the level of support and the, the, the customer service that I got used to with Swappa that I haven't been able to see. And you know eBay is not going to be helping us out to that level. Their support is very automated, and it is very tedious and so on. So short answer if there is something like that, uh, Aditya, I think that would be helpful for you on the Xperia 5 Mark II, as you then you will be able to get a good used experience. I know um, I think a lot of us like the 5 Mark Two mostly because of the smaller size, also the fact that it has a higher refresh rate. So for me, those are the things I always look for. So if you are uh, the A series, um, we're still waiting for the Pixel 5a. I guess that's the big thing that we haven't seen yet. There's been some FCC uh, filings a few weeks back showing us that the 5A is coming. It seems like, and I would say basically based on pure guessing at this point, uh, the release of the 5A and the 6 are going to be very close, if not on the same event. There's a possibility that, you know, Pixel or so, you know, Google decides to basically go, here's our plethora or here's our lineup all together. Um, although I feel like the 5A should have its own place because I feel like a lot of people that go for the 5A, um, are not necessarily thinking of the 6 they're probably just looking for a new mid-ranger something that can provide them a, a good uh, all of the benefits of Pixel's experiences at a much lower price uh, but not necessarily having to take you know take it, take some of the effect or some of the uh, I'd say the eyeballs off of the 6 maybe that's a better way to say it. uh let's see what else we have here TJ's uh <laughs> Absolutely, Jay Jetter Saying congratulating all the winners. Of course, uh, it, I appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, and and the, the thing about it is, I'm I'm working on trying to get more more uh, giveaways done on the channel as well. That's the other thing thing about it. Uh, I don't mind doing giveaways. The biggest thing, I'll I'll be very frank with you guys. It's not that I don't like doing giveaways. It's the logistical part that comes after the giveaway that typically ends up becoming a little bit of a a process, not the gathering the information, but it's also about the shipping process, shipping to different countries when you're not a company, when you are an individual like myself, I don't own, I don't own a shipping company and believe it or not, I don't ship internationally on a typical basis. Most of my shipping is if anything is uh, RMAs or something like that, but they're basically based in the US and that's typically the, the experience, but shipping internationally could get very expensive. Um, to kind of just give you guys a, a quick kind of an update, uh, a while back, there was a, uh, a giveaway that we did with honor, right. And the phone was a, an honor phone that they gave me to give away to you guys. So that was the thing. Um, and the phone handed, basically uh, the winner was outside of the U S and I had to ship it to them. But just to let you know that that device cost me $175 to ship. Now I don't, I'm not trying to make it sound like I don't want to pay, but the fact of the matter is imagine if I had to pay that for 10 devices or five devices, That's just a lot of, um, that's a lot of money that I don't typically make. And I don't, I know I just want to be very frank. I don't make that much money on YouTube. This is not part of what it is. I am not, um, I, it's not a money situation per se, but it is a logistical thing, but it is, but it does kind of fall back into the money. So the short answer for that is, um, it is expensive to, to, to do giveaways, especially international, because I always want to make sure it's international for you guys. So again, real me. Absolutely, boss level status on that one in my book. They not only jumped in; they're covering all of that. And again, that was my biggest thing for for making sure that they they understood that I want them to cover the shipping, because as much as I'd like to have ten Realme GTs at the house, I can't cover the expenses of shipping it. And if you guys saw the names of the people that are there uh, that won, it's international. It truly is international, and it's hitting everywhere around the globe. So it's beautiful. And uh, for people that are on the channel, especially like you know Geeky Naseem and, and such. I'm um, very happy that you guys got a chance to win them. So very very happy there. Uh, so Todd Todd's asking about the uh, the screen. Let's go ahead and just do a quick walkthrough with this one. So I want to mention this is so this is made by a company called Devoom. Devoom makes a lot of pixel art, and uh, let me just see here if I can show you guys real quick what it looks like. So here they're they're currently running on Kickstarter. It's not in, it's not available to buy. Although I'll say that the earlier model, the one that came out early, either early or late last year, early this year or late last year, uh, was uh, is available on Amazon. And there was a video, I think we, we featured it on another episode of Saturday Morning with Tech. So let me just share real quick the screen with you guys here. There is a link, by the way, in the description if you guys are interested to find out more or to check out the, the actual campaign. Uh, and I don't know why I jumped on the FAQ. Let me see. Okay, so that's why so I have the box in front of me and we're doing it. So here, uh, the campaign is essentially called, it, again, it's the Pixo 64 It's a pixel art smart clock for cyber world. And what it means here is that this is a, a, a Wi-Fi enabled version that pulls data from Wi-Fi sources. So what you're seeing right here on the screen for me, let me go ahead and just see if we can do this. Um, let me say, well, anyways, we'll do that in one second. So, this is what it looks like. It's a very simple, uh, very, it's not simple, it's very nicely designed actually, and very minimalistic. It supports IFTT, YouTube, uh, basically uh, Apex Legend, uh, Bitcoin Tracker, um, obviously the Amazon Assistant, uh, as well as Overwatch, Twitch, Twitter, as well as, and I can't remember, I think it was League of Legends, I could be wrong, and Fortnite. Uh, so those are some of the information you're able to pull from as far as sources to update your screen. So if you want to basically uh, show your subscriber count on Twitch, you could do that subscriber count and things like that from a YouTube standpoint. But it also does other things, which is, again, for where it talks about the Bitcoin and so on. And we'll talk about those. Uh, it does basically, it's essentially a display. It, it receives power over USB. So let's go ahead and switch over to that. Let me go ahead and stop this, bring it back, and let's bring the guy over. So let's do this real quick. we've been doing this now every video every every live stream we typically do some type of unboxing or something to kind of cover so let's go and switch over overhead not the mouse so here's the box okay this is uh essentially what you can see here is uh, that it displays the content there's a couple screws at the bottom this is the bitcoin this is one of their other this is their time down so uh, there's ways of customizing it called pixel 64 pixel art cloud frame made by Devoom. And again, here, social media tracker, pixel art creator, uh, cr- and of course, music virtualizer, really nice. And of course, interior lighting uh, decoration, essentially because it's a, a colored uh, frame. Uh, this is some of the information that you're able to see in the back. Again, let's go ahead and jump into looking at it straight. So uh, right now I'm powering it from a power bank just to make it portable. But before I was actually using it, uh, I had it connected directly into a USB port. So. Let's go ahead. So, there is a little kickstand that comes in the back. Let's go ahead and flip it over. So, here's the back, the VOOM model. This actually houses right very nicely present. And if you want to use it, you just basically pull it up. And then there's a little bit of a kickstand here that you put it on the bottom. And sorry, and I'm doing it and I can't do it on screen. So, it ends up becoming like a little stand and it just stands up very nicely. There's a hook placement at the th- bottom, as well as two hooks on the bottom. Uh, sorry, that was on the top. This is the bottom. So you will also uh, hang it if you want to use hang, uh, hanging hooks. Uh, on the left side, we have a power button as well as a brightness level control. And, of course, nothing else on this side. But let's go ahead and remove the kickstand. And we'll put it here. So right now, what I've been doing, it actually, I've been using it as a uh, uh, hanging on my wall. So the display is very simple. Sorry for the ring light that's showing up up there. And controlling it is very, very easy. Uh, You just need to install the Devoom application. So let's go ahead and bring up the Devoom app. If I can bring up the Devoom app without necessarily messing it up here. So here it is, Devoom. Mm, So here's the app, it controls it. Wi-Fi, so it connects it to the Wi-Fi and sets it up. So you can jump in here, you can select different formats. So this is basically just a different format of a, a different screen that you're able to customize. You're also able to jump in and add different social media. So those are the different social media feeds. Uh, you also have the ability of jumping in. I think this is uh, for other streaming services. The Do you, those, okay. I think these are some of the other mar- uh, available ones online. Uh, you have a, a standard, basically it's, you know, time that you can customize. So you can go in there and I'll give it a second to load. Uh, and you're able to customize the experience from not just the content, but also where you're getting it. And once it loads, give it a second. Just want to make sure I'm connected to the same Wi Fi. Yeah, uh, that's one thing to keep in mind. Once you set it up, if it's not on the same Wi Fi, it ends up becoming a little bit different. So, your classic clock, you can customize it, change it. Uh, we have the ability of changing into this is, uh, oh, so mandarin pixel so this is a little bit different you'll notice here it changes it there's also the classic clock uh there if i'm not mistaken this one is yeah this one is the, <laughs> the different animals so you can definitely play around with it. and there's a whole bunch of different things that you can do the one thing i did want to show you guys here real quick on the bitcoin so if you are if you're if you love to track the price of bitcoin this is the current price of bitcoin right now thirty one thousand seven hundred and forty on uh, and the timing i need to fix because it's still synced to the wrong time but uh, you're also able to jump into different timing here, uh, different options and uh, over here. So like here, this is cyber currency. Uh, so you have uh, it just shows different coins showing up the different timeline uh, stock market here. You can customize it. You can go in and jump in uh, and then customize the different stocks. So if you're big again with Tesla, yeah, uh, you can add that in there and of course, make track uh, track all of that information. So very nice. And it sits really on the wall. That's the beautiful thing about it. And you can seriously change it anywhere and everywhere you want. There's a whole bunch of different things that you can also add into it here. Uh, one of the other options that I really like about it is the ability of jumping into basically adding different subscriptions. So with this, it, you can subscribe to different feeds. It has a built-in virtualizer. This is a virtualizing uh, key. Well, it has a microphone that listens to music. So if you're playing music around it, as I'm talking, you can see the virtualizer work. Uh, you can see different options here with this, this little cat jumping in. And as I talk more, the cubes get bigger. And as if I talk a little softer, it goes better. And again, you can customize it there. Uh, it has some additional options here to add custom uh, designs. You can also jump in if I'm not mistaken here. Let's see, uh, where is it here? So a uh, device uh device. So you can customize the device location, uh, the tag, the metric, if you can change it from Celsius to Fahrenheit, startup logo, boot display, animation, all of those things that you can customize as well. Uh, And that's one of the really main things that I really like about it is it's just it's simple to customize and easy to set up. Uh, Let me see here. What else do we have here? So we have the virtualizer custom one, custom two. Again, very, very simple, very easy to set up um, and just really like one of the one of the more fun things to do and it works really great for like a pixel art so setting it up uh it uses any power source like usb again is what it, uh, what i've been using it so let's go ahead and go back here we'll jump back i want to go back to galleria here so I went back to the stock and um we'll go ahead and customize it. let me go ahead and put that back here so discover lot of a lot of different options let's just say that much there's a whole bunch of different options and you can actually create your own that's the other part that i like about it so here clocks and we're going to go back to the youtube channel i'll give it a second and i'm going to bring back this put it back at the bottom (laughs) it's really nice and just put it back here we go Uh, right there. So we don't have to get the reflection right in the right level. So Todd, th- hopefully that was, uh, a good, uh, a good representation. of What the Devoom pixel art is going to be able the pixel 64? Sorry. Uh, they they're always, they always use the pixel title in there as well. So I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, hold on. Uh, so, uh, uh the reaper, I'm trying to get my hands on on, on the, one of the vivos X 60s yet. Uh, I haven't been able to kind of work it out yet. So I'm, as soon as I do, I will definitely be able to put that in there. Uh, yes. So uh, definitely fed into my uh, my thing. I'm a I, we have cats at home, so uh, Omar is definitely enjoying the <laughs> the, the pixel art uh, configurations there. And uh, I'm actually going to let him design one of the new faces that we can put there. But speaking of things, let's talk about something. Now that I just saw Greg real quick, um, I want to say first things. Obviously, is I didn't I didn't know this was uh, going to come. Seriously, I. I got a message from Greg a couple of weeks ago, or I think about a week or so ago, letting me know that there was something coming in the mail and I didn't know what it was. Um, so first I'll say is this. Thank you very much to Greg. So everybody, if you guys can do me a big favor, just thank Greg for for the nice little surprise package. Uh, and there was two packages, but one of them was mine. So I got this one and I'll, I'll be able to share this one with you guys. Uh, and uh, so for, for sure, I'm, I'm a big, big fan there and a lot of cool things going on. Uh, but let me show you guys what I got from in the mail. So first thing first. Uh, I think you guys probably saw Greg's been. I don't know if he's been tweeting it or posting it or not, but um, let me see if I can post this to show you guys exactly what this is. So this is Greg. He posted and he printed this on his three D printer, the logo. So this is my color logo that you guys typically see on the channel with the beard, the white part of it, and all that. And it just looks absolutely great. Uh, And it actually looks even better when there's a light source behind it. Let me see if I can show you what it looks like a little bit more here. So let me try. And OK, so here a little bit like this. You could see it adds a little bit more of the uh, the, uh, the I guess the shading to it. So let me give it yeah right there. So the shading of it gets a little bit better when there's a light source behind it. Short answer, it was it's a great little um, little surprise gift there. Um, but that wasn't all of it. That wasn't all of it. Let's switch over to the top camera one more time. Uh, a couple of good. Uh, this one, I think, is a uh, like a, a necklace kind of a. you can hang it from the car. It says Tesla on it on side here, obviously black matching my car. Uh, a nice, uh, you know, Linux uh, penguin here. You can kind of see it. Hopefully you guys can see it right there. Yeah, right there. So you definitely see it. It's a nice little coaster, Linux coaster. Uh, and not only that, but he also included a few additional ones here. Uh, the Tesla logo ones in white as well as in black. So I got a few te- nice coasters set up for the office right now. And last but not least, of course, we got to We got to show the Android. And I think this one's a little bit harder to show mostly because of the coloring. So here, let me see if I can get it. Eh, it's harder. So short answer it's Android. You guys can see it right there. It says Android right there. So thank you very much to to Greg uh for <laughs> but wait, there's more. Oh, it's a keychain. Sorry, sorry. Yes, um i i couldn't figure if it was a keychain or you know like one of those things that you can hang from the rearview mirror in the car so that's really what i was thinking was something just to keep it in the car and just kind of a nice little souvenir so uh but yeah uh, a lot of these things are uh not a lot all of these things are actually 3d printed um on greg's uh new printer so definitely very very nice um orders will be going straight to greg uh, and he will be handling all mass production on everything on that one Yeah. Um Matt. <laughs> so yeah, uh Matt Matt's jumping in. Uh, Greg has Greg has been making some moves lately. Uh love that Greg too, uh, also a lot, a lot of people, it's very, very nice, man. Um and it seriously, it was a very like when I found out it was coming, I didn't realize what I was in there. So he when he told me it was coming, he didn't say exactly what was in there. So a lot of the stuff that I saw in there were a surprise. Um, I can tell you this much, honestly. Um <laughs> uh, I'm using one of them right now. This this is literally right under my uh, one of my cups, uh, the one that we use here. Because I typically uh, put it straight on the table, so it's very very nice. Um, and uh, as you guys know, big big fan of Teslas. Um, like I said, the, the the reason why the the beginning of the video was a little bit off for me is because I okay, I, when I heard about it back in February, it was rumored, and we thought it was going to be coming. And you know how things with Tesla usually typically end up happening is that some things will be there, people will talk about it, and it just almost takes forever to come out. So I'm still a little bit trying to figure out what would be the solution right now, because if you're buying the car and you're thinking of keeping the car for the extended for, let's say, you know, three to four years, which typically what I do with my cars, I don't buy my cars to switch every year. I typically will last three to four years. So if I was to say that if I break it up over the four years of lifespan that I'm probably going to go with. The reality is, I think it's probably going to be breaking even. I don't have to make extra payments, and I do have it. And I am able to get all the new features as they release them. So if this full autonomous functionality, which was the original sales pitch that I got, um, will end up basically happening, then this is something that we can look into. But from using the Tesla, so just kind of a little bit of a kind of a background on that one. I've used, I've been driving it since the beginning of March. So I have March, May, so March, April, May, June, and now in July, right? So it's almost like three and a half, almost four months. Um, driving the car still hasn't, still is as fun as it was the, the, on day one. I love the fact that I can customize this car. I can add things to it. I can change things on it. Uh, I'm changing the lights on the the, the reverse lights on there or the brake lights on them uh, in the next week or so. So those are things I, I enjoy in the car, and I still like it. Um, so seeing that feature being available and making it more affordable to some people, meaning if you weren't waiting to pay 10,000 10, extra on your car and now you want to be able to do it whenever you need it, that's something to be It's very nice. And they're saying you can cancel whenever you want, and I'm assuming you can sign up whenever you want. So as a feature, you can add it and remove it to whenever you need it. It has helped me a lot whenever I've done long trips like the San, going down to San Diego, going down to Tustin. I had a couple of business trips that I had to take care of. And uh, those were a lot easier when the freeways are empty and there's not a lot of people at driving it. I turn it on, I ha- my hand is on the, driveway, uh, on the steering wheel and it just makes it a little bit better, less stressful to have to basically keep adjusting back and forth and so on. It doesn't take away the full responsibility because you're still there. And there is a certain part of me that still doesn't 100% feel very comfortable with. It comes with time, but I can tell you that driving with it is much more fun and much easier than without it. Uh, is it worth getting it? Uh, would I, if I have, can I make the same decision I uh, now? If I was uh, basically when I was first getting the car, I probably would have gone for the subscription-based service, mostly because I don't use it as often as I thought. I probably think the enhanced autopilot is still very functional, although full self-driving still, I think, is 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 just not there and now. It's something that you can easily jump into if you want to and not have to make a big decision and, and a lifelong commitment, if, for the lack of a better word. Also, keep in mind. Um, the, if you bought it, it actually is a service or something, an upgrade that you bought into the car that you have, and it does not transfer. So where the subscription transfers, because it's no longer tied up to the car, this, what I did it is tied up to the car. So if I sell this car now, it has full self-driving part of it. That should be an incentive now, since you don't have to pay for it on a monthly basis. So there's a plus and minus on everything, obviously, depending on how you guys look at it from there. Uh, but definitely for sure, uh, racing stripes, uh. I do want to add racing stripes. Uh, I think those are going to be one of those things that you do, uh, especially with the black one, because it's so easy. I just need to add the yellow racing stripes because I don't want to do the whole yellow car with, uh, you know, basically, you know, with the the straight stripe on it. I want to do, you know, the yellow stripes across. Um, I'm just debating if I want to do it on. It has to be on the sides. I take that back. There's no way to do it on the top unless I skip the entire top of the car since that's all glass. So I can do it on uh, on the hood going across, stopping on the windshield, goes all the way to the back. Uh, and then add the new lights. The new lights are, um, I think they're more of a BMW style light where they have the animation. So as you're hitting the brake, it just animation It starts throwing lights to fill up the backlight. And then when you hit the brakes uh, or when you're reversing, it also has a different animation. So it changes. It, it makes it more unique, especially from the reverse point of view. Obviously, I know, I'm not going to be able to see it, but I know that it will be there for sure. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it, it's inevitable tk once you have <laughs> once you're nearing the upgrade of tesla uh, you have you have to root it and in, uh, and install ubuntu on it that's i think that's the best way to do it um, i think if there's ever uh, a hack that i would love to be able to do is to upgrade the hardware on this on the uh, uh the, the cpu processor that they have on there it's one of the slowest processors that we have uh, their entertainment system really needs a lot of work um but yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Greg uh, for for the uh, for the for the prints and uh, for the nice little uh, surprise gift there. That was very very nice. And dude, all that tech is in the chat. Oops, sorry, did not mean to do it. All that tech is in the chat. Good morning. How hope you're doing well? Uh, what time is it? It's noon. Okay. So <laughs> Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, I hope you're doing great. Uh, thank you very much for the super sticker. Always, always appreciate it. Uh, that it, it, All of this goes into the subscription of full self-driving. And, I, you know, Tesla and, and Elon Musk will... No, I'm, I'm just joking. Uh, n- n- none of this will go to... But it goes into obviously supporting the channel. So I always appreciate that. Thank you, man. I hope you're doing well, by the way. hope you're doing great. Um, <laughs> it, it, is, it is a very interesting... Um, it is a very interesting approach to do things... Uh, uh, and all that, of course, I asking everybody, how's everybody doing, uh, everybody doing on that end? Um, so, yeah, there's there's a lot of things kind of going on uh, with with just, uh, I guess, the Tesla's approach, uh, Sony's approach. The other thing I wanted to kind of talk to you guys, which was one of the other things uh, that was kind of going on. Now, I saw another video. Uh, if you guys don't know Greggles, uh, he put out in a video this morning, I think within a day or so. Uh, all, all super chats go to Tesla. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, in Elon, we, we trust. I, I don't know if that, that should be a thing. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think it should be a thing. Um, one of the other things I, I was actually kind of a little bit interested to see is we're getting closer to the announcement, the unveiling, uh, call it as it may be, the Samsung basically sharing with the world what the new version of the Galaxy Z Fold 3 is going to be. Um, um, and I, I just want to make sure that people understand. And I'm talking as a Z Fold 2 owner. I, I have the Z Fold 2 purchased it uh, at launch, and um, I still use it as a, as a smartphone. And it is a still a smartphone that I feel like has a purpose, has a has a placement in the in the usability fe- uh, features that it offers. The thing that I'm actually a little bit kind of still talking about. So with the leaks that are coming up, obviously they're talking about two different models, higher end and a and a lower end model. Um, but one of the things that i was interested to see in there is that we're still going to be using the triple 12 megapixel camera sensors which tells me that i think at least what it, from the leaks at least is that samsung's not looking into giving us a an all round high-performance p- piece of hardware it's really focusing primarily on the foldability fun- function of it so it's more of form and function but not necessarily into you know high end the triple camera the cameras that we have on the fold are good for what they offer they're not going to be the best um, they're not going to be able to give you the best experience. As you, what do we expect? Let's say from the S21 or the S21 Ultra. Although keep in mind there are certain functionalities that, that are limited by the sensor size. So uh, the the short answer is, I'm surprised to see that the Samsung the sensors are still similar to the same. Now the S Pen or the uh, the the new S Pen Pro that's going to be announced at the same time. That's that's the one that I'm pretty much 100% sure from the day they announced it back of the S21 that the S21 Pro was coming around that time is going to be. Providing us that feature where s bend functionality will be available for, te- uh, for I was going to say for Tesla's, uh, for the series, for the Z Fold 3 series. And that's going to be something that I think we can all appreciate. But the fact that we still don't have an SD expansion, we're still paying high prices, even with both models being either the low end or the higher end. And what I'm talking about right now for you guys here, let me just bring it up real quick. Um and again, all, all of the stuff that we're covering today, I'm actually doing a little bit better job now, uh, making sure uh, I put up the the right information and the links for you guys to be able to follow after. Uh, of course, on top of the fact that the audio podcast is also linked uh, below. So let me go ahead and bring this up. I'll bring it up Here. And let's see here. We'll bring it up. So this was the tweet that uh, Greg uh, Greggles was actually talking about, and I'm just going to bring it up. It's it's pretty much uh, you know it's a it's a it's a somebody that we both uh, follow. And let's go ahead and share the screen. The biggest thing about this is actually you know what is the killer feature of the Z Fold 3? Honestly, so we'll say this. The Z Fold 3, if if it does support an S Pen, will not be shipping with an S Pen. You are going to have to buy the S Pen separately because the S Pen Pro is what they're releasing. Uh, So that's one thing. Uh, From all of the leaks that we've seen, it doesn't seem like the S Pen will be housed inside. So it's an accessory that you have to carry with you to use. And more than likely, this S Pen is going to work on the external display, only not on the internal one. The thing that I'm actually very interested on is, or at least that I was talking about just a second ago, at least for some of the leaks, is that they're going to keep carrying the 12 megapixel sensors that we have on the back. The camera not going. Camera experience is not really getting that much. Maybe the algorithm, the camera app gets a few more features, but the reality is the sensors are pretty much similar, and wouldn't be surprised if they're using very similar hardware. Uh, the 4,400 milliampere battery with 65, you know, 25 watt charging again, same thing, didn't change really much. Uh, the different colors, Uh, IPX7 with S Pen, and that's going to be the one thing that I'm interested to see. I don't think they're going to be able to do any kind of true water resistance on any of these devices purely from the mechanism and because they cannot enclose the entire device. So I wouldn't really expect water resistance, but at least from what we're looking here, slightly bigger display, higher quality resolution, 120 Hertz on both displays from the back. From the leaks, I, I, I would basically kind of, you know, take these with massive grain of salt Uh, Mostly because, you know, Samsung hasn't officially made these available or uh, announcements, uh, you know, public yet. And all of the things that we're looking at right now are leaks. Uh, I mean, the whole, you know, um, Nintendo Switch um, OLED panel, the, uh, the Nintendo Switch OLED was a massive leak kind of gone wrong where everybody thought it was the Switch Pro. And in reality, turned up to be more of a uh, slightly optimized version of the existing switch. Slightly bigger display, not a massively j- a big jump. Still 720p. Still for the most part, it provides the same experience with a better UI element. Um, uh, where the passport uh, will sit against. <laughs> uh, it is going to be very interesting. Uh, finally got into the live stream. Hey man, see. You... Oh man, welcome, man. Uh, it, it is one of those interesting. Uh, Hazim is in the chat again. Uh, Hazim is one of the uh, one of the other guys as well. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon. Uh, why are they using the Snapdragon 855? So. I think it's a, remi- a remainder of some of the chipsets they use on the first generation fold, which I'm not 100% sure why they would, why they would do. I mean, don't get me wrong. The 855 is very capable. Uh, and obviously, they're marrying it with the X50 modem because that's how they're going to be able to give us uh, the 5G. That modem or that chipset did not have 5G built into it. The 865 was the first one, but they did. Um, I want to say uh, OnePlus did that with the, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, the mclaren edition 5g so in in the u.s the oneplus 7t the 7t pro mclaren edition had 5g and that was because they added uh, there was a few version difference here where they added the x50 modem to support 5g so i think it's a cost savings cost benefit if they have the chipset they're able to jump into it if they don't then it's something that they're still able to source apparently because the 855 is two years old i mean we're in Literally in the middle of eight eighty eight, next month, uh, Honor made the announcement that they're going to be uh, launching the uh, the Magic Three globally on the twelfth. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the uh, the post over on XDA. Um, the short answer is, I think there's a lot of things going on, and we are already at the at the cusp of the eight eighty eight plus. Not even just the eight eighty eight. It's a cost savings. If they have the hardware from the original problems that they had with the 855 version of the fold, then this could be basically a way for them to produce them. Realizing that again, foldables are not going to sell as much as regular devices. So they're not really worried about these things flying off the shelves in like thousands and thousands. They're going to release them in certain batches. And I think the reality, it's all going to come down to pricing and function. Uh, the S-Pen, as you can imagine, they gave it to the to the higher end model, the 888 model. Uh, but the main benefit that you're getting here uh, with the exception, sorry, with the exception of the fact that it could basically have more uh, better ruggedized mechanisms. Obviously, they'll have better uh, folding mechanism, better optimizations uh, for the S-Pen and some features that they can add that maybe only the fold will have to entice people to kind of wanting to go into it. Um, I feel like the foldable market is something that you need to get into if you truly appreciate the uh, the, the medium. Um This is a thicker phone. This is a thicker phone, regardless of what format you're using. If you're using it closed, it's a thicker phone. If you're using it open, it's still a thicker phone because it doesn't fit anything else that you're using and it's a lot wider than everything else. So this is not gonna fit into a car holder. This is not gonna fit into navigation the way you normally think of it. It needs a tablet holder. I'm I'm really excited to see what they're offering if they truly are able to deliver on some of these things. Uh, I think the 888 and the 865 are very close in performance. So overall, I think from the daily things that we do, I'm not gonna. I'm not anticipating higher. Uh, like this earth shattering performance boost that we're going to be looking. More than likely, this is going to end up coming into the bigger display, the technology that we have, hopefully better panels and the fact that we're going to be having 120 hertz on everything. So if you can look at that from that aspect, I think that's really where you're going to get the best experience. Um, I'm I can't wait to see what comes out. I'm more than likely obviously going to be upgrading, trading in my default three. uh, Sorry, the two for the three. Uh, But again, I'm really excited to see that we are getting an update and they're also looking at having a more affordable version, which could be something that I think more people will consider at a lower price, uh, not necessarily that you'd wanted low quality. You wanted good quality, but a more affordable, so a tailored experience. I Maybe mean, that's where the 855 comes in. Uh, the other crazy thing is that the camera hardware seems to be uh, to be better on the cheaper model. So I think it's the enticing factor, right? They're trying to kind of uh, entice you. Because if you notice also that the internal storage seemed to be doubled what what's available on the big one. Again, treat this as a massive grain of salt. More than likely, there'll be higher storage availability um, the 256 model that we got last year with the Z Fold 2 was the US and international model, and if I'm not mistaken, in their home t- uh, in their home country territory, they did release a 512. Or, actually, take that back. In the China market, they released the 512 gig model, still supporting the uh, the Snapdragon um, 865, but it had a higher storage capability. So, no question that Samsung will have variants of this I don't truly trust that the higher end model will only show up in 12 and then the 256 uh, although it seems like they're sticking to the same uh, they're somehow sticking to the same uh, level of ram so 12 gigs of ram across which is more than enough by the way Uh, but it is interesting yeah you're right the the snapshot that we're looking at is again a very interesting snapshot it depicts two different models but not necessarily at the same level you more than likely there'll be higher models that we can definitely look into oh yes um and then uh, and I'll jump on the uh <laughs> the next thing I was going to talk about Greg is uh Android beta uh well uh, Android releasing or Google releasing uh, beta 3 for Android 12 uh, so that was all, uh, also available as well uh, let me see here. let me see thatmart is spam want, thank you Uh, Let me see what else we have here. But again, thank you. Thank you to all Debt tech and Jermaine, of course, uh, from uh, your concept creators uh, for for the support. Always, always appreciate you guys hanging out and and kicking it with us on your Saturdays uh, and early evenings or even late evenings, depending where you guys are. Um, So let's talk a little bit more. Uh, Let's talk betas. One time, not one time, uh, most of the time, whenever I'm I'm making a thumbnail or a cover for the video, it's very hard to cover all of the topics we cover in our videos, right? Uh, So there's a lot of things that came up, but Beta 3 was one of the big updates that they pushed out. It was a substantial update for me. It was about 1.7 gigabytes to download, even for the Pixel 4a. So that's something to say. There's a lot of under the hood optimization. The theming seems to be done much, much better. Uh, Also notice that there's some icon optimization. It's very... I'm sure Greg will probably jump into it as well. Uh, <laughs> always, always, man. Uh, uh, how about the horrible search bar in the app drawer? Uh, it, it's it's still the same, man. Uh, I'm I'm loving the fact that theming. Well, let's, let's just it's inconsistent. So let's show you guys what I'm talking about. So I applied the theme here. This is a Mandalorian, and I do apologize for the half a pound of dust that seems to be sitting on the screen. And of course, I just launched YouTube by coincidence. But you could see here that there's it's not 100% finished, right? So the uh, uh, Gmail gets themed, photos gets themed, the dialer, Messenger, Google Play Store, Chrome, the camera app gets themed. Uh, but if you switch over to the second screen, let's go ahead and bring it over, you notice that Hangout doesn't have it, Twitter doesn't have it, uh, and of course, not everything gets themed correctly. And if you go into the themes, uh, the app drawer, which I think uh, Joe's actually talking about, none of it is themed. So there are some things that are still needing to be done and to be worked on. But the theming, the colors, though, on the notification panel are definitely much, much better. Uh, The also one thing that they also did is the power button in. So in the middle of the screen, you notice on the bottom, the power button and the uh, settings button did get switched. So now the power button is actually present in the middle where we had it before on the side. Also, one of the other things that they did mention here when you go into the power button where they used to show it up at the top is um, let me see what we do here here. Yeah, Uh, is that the uh, power controls for your uh, automation so your home automation uh, buttons are still present. They brought them back, but now they're a toggle in your notification panel. Uh, The same thing kind of goes through if you're trying to go for Google Pay, you can click it and activate it and you can add the service directly from there. So it's no longer part of the power button the way we have it on Android 11. Now it's fully integrated into a toggle in your notification panel. So if you need it, you activate it. If you don't need it, it's not going to be there. Pressing and holding the power button does the exact same thing, just brings this up and you still have access to the not- notification shape to kind of put that in. So a few optimizations, I didn't get a chance to spend a lot of time. I don't know if you guys, if Joe and, um, yes, yes, you can definitely customize the colors. Hold on, let's bring that up here. So you go into the settings, you go under customizing, So it, or you can actually just go you know in there. So, um and what he's talking about essentially is that bottom section here where you're able to customize the colors on the button. So you can change it by changing the wallpaper, or you can go in there and customize the colors based on your preference, and you can select them and apply them in system-wide. Also, themed icons is also an option here. You can see that present, themed icons, dark theme is also applied there. So in the theme section, you can customize all of this, and you can do this directly by just pressing and holding on the uh, on the background and going into wallpaper styles or going into the settings tab. So uh, it's definitely a visual optimization, a massive visual bump. And uh, basically, the theming engine is uh, seems like it's almost 100%, with the exception of third-party apps uh, for theming on the icon. So I'm I'm waiting for that one. Uh, you can view, uh, disable the the, G, the Google Assistant <laughs> uh, when uh, swiping from the corner. Ah, okay, so that's a new one. No, no, that was there. Okay, let's see here. Can we do, let me see here. Ah, okay, let me see here. Can I? I guess I, I need to go into the customize that because that wasn't something I can I can customize yet. Um, I don't think it's something you can actually customize by just swiping it and selecting it. It doesn't seem, yeah. But that's good, yeah. Uh, you can view and disable the, uh, the Google Assistant when swiping it from the corners. So those are the, that's one of the other options you're able to do, or you can now do that. Uh, there's a few more bug fixes and so on. Actually, let me see here if the um, the dashboard has been added. That was one thing I was looking forward from the last update. So under permissions. Uh, not notifications. We'll go here under security, and then we're gonna go into Where is it? Uh, da, 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 where is it? permission manager? Let me jump in here. Let's just, yeah. so ba, ba, ba. Yeah, and uh, uh, okay, we'll give it a second. I don't know why it's taking uh, so app permission contact here. We're gonna jump in here. OK, I don't know why okay. it's supposed to be under security oh safety. No, because they did. They did change a few things here. Privacy is under privacy permission manager. And then we're going to go. OK, they didn't add the dashboard yet because that. Oh, here it's privacy, privacy dashboard. Take that back. OK, so now they did bring in the, the privacy dashboard as well. Now it's actually an option that is uh, built in directly. It used to be something that we needed to activate before. So a lot of little optimization. Uh, I don't I don't go through everything yet. Um, Golan Levy is saying, hey, man, how you doing? I hope you're doing well. Uh, is Nova, Nova Launcher optimized for gestures in Android 12 yet? Um, I haven't had a chance to install it. Actually, uh, I take that back. I do have it installed. I just haven't activated it because I typically don't launch. Because I want to be very f- aware of what's going on with Android 12, I didn't activate uh, Nova on this one. And that's mostly because I don't typically do that. But uh, I think the bug that I, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the bug that um, Joe is talking about. So if you guys look at the the icon right there at the top right now, if you can see it right there next to my finger. It's a little bit orangey, right? The moment I click it to actually search, give it a second. You notice right there, it turned into the standard blue uh, coloring in there. So let's go ahead and do no, because I think I do have, uh, okay, I do, but I don't have it installed. So I have to install it on this one. I don't have it set up yet. Um, I would imagine at some point once Android 12 is officially available uh, when Nova releases it, the other thing I probably would say is double check if you're having any problems with the beta, check the beta versions of Nova Prime. Uh, They typically do have more optimizations and better options and they typically release them more frequently than the standard channel. So sign up for the beta if you're interested to check it out. But I, I will definitely check that out and make sure to cover that in the video. Uh, I didn't go through everything. Uh, okay, so Joe's jumping in. So, um, so if you wish, uh, you can disable the Google Assistant uh, from coming up when you swipe up from the corner. I think uh, they found a lot of people were accidentally bringing up the Assistant up. It depends on where you're doing it. You're right. Uh, I've kind of mastered the ability because most of the time it's literally a corner. So I just have to swipe from the corner and it works. Uh, and I can tell you that it works perfectly even on Samsung devices, devices that are not uh, running the pixel launcher and running Nova Prime. So that actually does work. But the ability of disabling it, I think that's a nice option to have as well. Uh, I have Microsoft Launcher on my Pixel. (laughs) You also have your, uh, don't you have the same launcher uh, running on your, uh, uh, what's it called, on your Duo as well, which surprisingly uh, recently was on Woot again uh, for a very ridiculously low price. Uh, Simon says, Hypno says, uh, yeah, the corner swipe is definitely a pain. Um, I'll say this. It's something, it's an option for us to be able to launch the Assistant. I typically use the voice activation. So I have that on for my devices, uh, the ones that I'm using as a primary device. So other ones I just disable it directly. So the main benefit that we get there is the ability of just initiating the function. But if you end up being, and let's say you're, you're in, a, in, a, in a text situation where you're typing something and you just simply want to be able to bring it, it's nice to have, and you don't want to blurb the word uh, you know, that to bring it up and uh, initiate everybody else's devices. Um, But it's nice that we have an option as well. So I I like that option as well. Um, Sorry. Um, Sometimes it doesn't show up. So I think because it's, it, this was a ma- a big push into the optimization with the UI UX elements for the theme engine, there's some issues going on. I, I again, uh, the the minor switching or the minor theming of the applica- of the icons not working on everything and the swipe down, like you said, where, when you're not getting it, those are typical things you'd expect from a beta. I think to this point, though, we've been pampered, or I guess we feel like a, a little bit more. Um, How how do I say this? Uh, We've been lucky that the first alpha and the first two betas have been relatively bug free let's just say that it's been working really nice so those are things that i was very happy with and i really appreciate it and i think we were bound to have a few hiccups here and there it's still usable it's still very stable i think it's just something to keep in mind and for me every once in a while gmail just crashes like i'm in gmail i select the option to, uh, to create a message and it does crash on me so i just have to open it up again and it works so little minor things like that but again this was never intended to be a daily driver the way they advertised it uh, and the new and the full version should be coming out in about a month and a half, or could be maybe roughly two months. I mean, middle of September, that would be to about two months from where we are. Uh, oh, yes, so let's let's see real quick here. Um, so Golan Levy saying, Hey, the OnePlus Nord 2 seems to be a great value for the money because uh, this uh, the sensors uh, from the from the nine series and the two speakers and the 90 hertz. Uh, And I think there's a lot of things to be said with the Nord line. This is the Nord 2, a successor to what we had last year, which was the Nord, uh, it was running the 765. This year, if I think, if I'm seeing it correctly, uh, Simon Says I was mentioning also the fact that it's going to be running the Dimensity 1200. The Dimensity 1200, I haven't had a device that runs the Dimensity 1200 yet, but I've been using the Dimensity 1100 on some devices that I received. Uh, Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, the Infinix was running the 1100 and I think um, Honor was also uh, starting to use them the short answer is Dimensity is a very, very, um, it's a very a leap forward for uh, media tech when it comes down to their processing and what they're able to do. So, those are things they really appreciate. The 1200 is very capable. Uh, I would probably say closer to the 855, maybe close to the 865, somewhere between those two processors from Qualcomm from the performance fa- uh, factor. And you're not going to be disappointed. So, yeah, the Nord 2 is a definite powerhouse. Um, and I think, uh, for the lack of a better word, um, OnePlus has pretty much adopted 90 hertz on almost everything. And, and I say that because the N200, not the N-Nord 2, but the N200 5G in the US runs at 90 hertz uh, refresh rate. And again, this is a 5G smartphone uh, intended for budget uh, conscious people when they're looking for a smartphone from in the US that works on T-Mobile, Metro and all of that. So very nice. And I think OnePlus definitely is focusing on speed. I think 90 hertz is achievable, uh, especially at the 1080p resolution put that one back there uh but yeah no for sure and i think this was a comment that i saw from yeah from simon uh what they were talking about the 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 processor the 1200 very very capable uh and i the duo <laughs> i love that sam uh always always appreciate it uh, i will say this i hope juan is having a great time uh in you know driving and you know being with the family and i hope he's feeling better uh especially with uh his voice and hopefully he gets his voice back for next week's uh for sggqa on monday so we'll have to see how that goes um let me see here. Simon says so uh Nord Nord budget phone is running the Media Tech flagship soc. That's that is mad. What's what's it like? Something like a- absolutely you're close you, and <laughs> I, I love it. Aditya, absolutely right on that point as well. Um uh Rushi rush is actually saying uh google and snapdragon tied up for uh, for timely update uh for the device what happened to what happened to that okay so i'm not sure i'm not sure if you're referring to the same one to the Nord two that phone that just are it's I i don't even think it's available yet um yeah so again what simon says no, it's closer to the 870 which essentially is more of an 865 plus so even better than the 865 from a benchmark we'll have to see that uh, and everybody, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think I, a lot of us here, uh, happy World Emoji Day, everybody. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, as far as the updates with Snapdragon and so on, um, I think more than likely, this is this is a combination of two things. It's not necessarily just Snapdragon supporting the processor and supporting the drivers and so on. It's really going to be more of a cost effectiveness and how much money they're wanting to be able to put into it. Keep in mind, this is a budget smartphone. We cannot expect flagship type of uh, updates and years of support on something that that the company itself is barely making any money on. So from a standpoint of what you get there, I think more than likely, if anything, maybe one software update, uh, but security patch update to a certain extent. We're still looking to get getting that confirmed from OnePlus, uh, but I would be interested to see what they are able to provide us from the Nord 2.0. Is it as powerful as the first Nord? And here's the big kicker. Will it have 4K uh, 4K video front-facing camera recording like the Nord did, which was something that we had last year, and it was the only device they did in 2020 that had a 4K front-facing camera? It was the Nord. It was not the flagship, not the 9, not the 8, not the 8 Pro, but the Nord. Everything else, 1080p. So we'll have to see. Um, Emmanuel uh, uh Veslin, hopefully I'm saying that right. Uh, hey, man, hope you're doing well. Says hello from India. Uh, it, it's one of those things you always have to kind of appreciate. Is there any more events to be announced in August? Um, I can. There's some rumored events. I know the two that I'm pretty much very much looking forward to right now is at the end of July, we have Huawei. That's going to be coming out, hopefully the P50. Um Not confirming it. I'm just basically saying based on the image that we saw. Uh, Then we have uh, Honor that's going to be releasing the Magic 3, one of the first smartphones to feature the Snapdragon 888+. So they they confirmed it at the announcement of the launch uh, when Qualcomm announced the 888+. And they uh, have officially sent out media event invites. And I'm going to be attending virtually, not personally, um, uh, the actual event itself to make sure to kind of give you guys coverage on that. Uh, So the 888 is going to be coming out, uh, 88 plus. So that's one thing. Samsung's launch event at very, very, maybe low rumors talked about uh, basically the Pixel 5a having its own separate launch event, a virtual one, um, although I'm not 100% sure on that one yet. Uh, But as far as other devices or other companies, we haven't heard much from Xiaomi or some of the other companies lately. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Xiaomi announces something coming up with the 888 plus in the near future as well, because as you know, Xiaomi has a. If nothing else, with the 888, they were literally the first to announce, first to release, uh, company. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some of those updates coming up uh, in the near future, at least in August, uh, in the next month or so. So we'll have to see. Uh, da, da, da. So the big thing with the with the Honor Magic Three is so I just for reference a little bit, okay, um, a few years back. Honor brought with them to CES uh, here in, in Las Vegas um, with their first Honor Magic. And this was their first Honor Magic, uh, Honor phone that uh, features their AI assistant, uh, automated functionality, like basically where there is a, an AI function that runs in the background of you using the phone. If let's say you get a text message that says, um, you know, let's have lunch at blah, blah, blah. The phone sees it, not only that, recognizes it and gives you a link to basically where you're able to find information about that place. So kind of like some of the optimizations we have now with the assistant, but it's a little bit more on the automated side. Um, and I was very much a big fan of that. I posted a video on XDA and that was a great phone, uh, but it was a concept that we never had a chance to check it out. It was a China only device and it was only made there. Forward a couple of years later, uh, I had the opportunity to go to uh, to a launch event for the Magic 2. Uh, and that was with Michelle over from XDA. And that was also another big event. It was a sliding phone, uh, kind of like with the at the same time around the Mi Mix 3 that uh, Xiaomi was releasing. That's what we started to see here from uh, from Honor. Uh, the phone had a lot of great capabilities, uh, was released in a few different versions, but again, featured specifically for the Chinese market. So I've had access and I've been using, I mean, I used them and I still have the Magic 2. The Magic 3 is a global launch featuring a Snapdragon processor. So we're back to Snapdragon processors, um, it, which was something that I think we, we, we've been missing, obviously with Honor devices for quite some time, because they did release at one point, Snapdragon and um, high Silicon uh, Kirin chipset uh, at some point. Uh, but the, the short answer is, this is also Honor's way of kind of a redemption tour. Think of it in that sense. Um, my hope with being a global launch is that we are going to be able to see Google Play services running on this. We're seeing Snapdragon hardware, which means collaboration with Qualcomm, again, is, is possible for them, which also could mean for them a possibility of coming back into the U.S. market and start going back into sales. So I'm very much looking forward to what they're offering. The image that we saw features a camera sensor that looks like a large camera sensor. So I'm not sure if we're looking maybe potentially at one inch sensor, kind of like what we saw with the Sharp uh, Aquas, I think so i'm looking forward to seeing what it is we don't have any details other than that little one pager saying please join us on the 12th um, and i think that was the primary thing that i received from them as well so very much looking into it very excited to see what honor's doing and what they're coming back with so those are the things you you want to keep an eye on i think honor as a company has has always tried to give you the best bang for the buck and I really want them to stick to that very amazing uh recipe and give us that experience. So Magic 3 is definitely going to be the best uh but that is the beginning, right? So I'm I'm also waiting to see when the Honor 50 is going to be coming out uh globally because that would be the other thing that we can definitely appreciate. Uh yes, the Mi 11 has a great great macro as well. Uh Android beta f- <laughs> Android 12 beta 4. Uh for sure, for sure. Uh Jimmy definitely a bigger battery and SD card support uh, for sure. And and Matt also, I mean, and a lot of us here in the in the chat, I think a lot of us here have have seen and also used uh, Honor devices over the years. Um, I can I can say that I've had, I still have Honor device. I still have family members using an Honor, like at least uh, my my father-in-law is still using the Honor Seven X, and it still works for him the way it's supposed to. Uh, my mother-in-law has just switched over to a Pixel mostly because she had a problem, but. Honor still makes great phones like I said it, it's just the availability and support for us bands that have been the concern uh, and then again we'll we'll have to see how it kind of comes back uh ho- hopefully it comes back in the in the near future so let me see what else is going on here um uh, yeah same sound we can, uh, wrap my head around, uh, considering the uh, their ban from Qualcomm chips and MediaTek chips as well uh so they they're actually uh they did re- uh they were releasing devices with mediatek uh a couple of weeks ago or so I want to see not, uh, like I need. I want to say they re- announced MediaTek chipsets on their devices uh, before this. So it's the 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 main thing that changed here from last from where they were and where they are now is they are no longer part of uh, Qualcomm. It's not Qualcomm. They're no longer part of the Huawei umbrella of companies. So they are no longer a subsidiary of Huawei, and their devices are going to be running under their own. So they're their own company now. They have veered off, and that's what's allowing them to be able to work a little bit more. Uh, the big thing that we haven't seen, though, is them coming back to the global market with Google Play services. Now, Qualcomm coming back into the table, MediaTek coming into the, uh, to the equation are big factors in here because now they're shifting away from Kirin, and uh, we are we're not hearing any devices being released with their Kirin processor. So. Again, short answer. The goal is obviously to get them back, uh, getting get things running and uh, getting everybody to be able to enjoy Honor devices. As as they still have a very robust ecosystem that has been growing, and they've launched devices and and, and different hardware across not just in the u uh, in in Europe but also in China. So this is something that they're still working on and getting better. Um, oh, here's a quick question. So. Um, Bandwagon 240 is asking me: Is which carrier is your Realme GT running on? Uh, In the U.S., sorry, uh, I live in Los Angeles, so I'm I've been using T-Mobile in my area. So T-Mobile, I haven't been able to catch 5G, but I have been able to get uh, a decent 4G LTE connectivity in certain areas. On average, for the most part, I fluctuate between HSPA Plus and 4G LTE, uh, but no 5G. So it does not catch on the 5G technology here. And I think it's. Purely because it wasn't really meant for the uh, U.S. market, but uh, depending on where you are, 4G LTE can be very fast or almost as fast as 5G. Uh, maybe not as much with the you know uh, the signal uh, strength when you're getting into side of buildings and so on, but it still works pretty fun, pretty pretty well. Uh, and again, um, for what I needed, it it did the exactly what I needed. It uh, you know on T-Mobile it worked well. Uh, although I will say though, uh, be aware that it may not. Um, before purchasing a GT or before purchasing the, the device, make sure that the area that you're in, T-Mobile supports those bands. Because I'm, I'm almost tempted to say somebody corrected me at some point and said that uh, band 19 wasn't supported. And in the, for that, in their area, it wouldn't even have worked because T-Mobile only services that band in that area. So depending where you are, you want to be able to double check. Uh, it, is, it is very much in the same line of when you import a device from another country, uh, there are going to be some connectivity differences between what it was intended and what it has. Um, yes thank you greg uh i pretty much use t at and t-mobile uh as as uh, on average but t-mobile uh, more uh so t-mobile i have a few more devices on and at&t typically just runs on one of my devices i only have one sim with them uh but yeah typically it's t-mobile and that's usually what i get uh referring to my comment is the p50 is a rumor to have the snapdragon chip uh so oh so that's what i think i uh, sorry so you guys were talking about that one um I'd be interested to see if that happens. I'd be interested to see if Qualcomm is, uh, not just Qualcomm, but if uh, Huawei decides to drop Kirin, because that's been their bread and butter for so long. And, and to a certain extent, I feel like the Kirin was a very good competitor to the Qualcomm processor. So if they do end up going with the P50, we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, I haven't heard any wor- any specific word into what is going on. Uh, waterproofing is, is a make or break it for me with the Z Fold3. Those are going to be interesting. Anything that has moving parts will always have a challenge when it comes to waterproofing, and because of because of the level of flexibility, the OLED, the open compartments. Again, we still have compartments here in the ability for certain particles of dust to get in. So, for them to be able to give you truly IP68 or IP65 or that type of level of water and dust resistance, uh, the device would truly be end up having to be either entirely encased, but still water resistant. It's it's going to be very interested to, to, to kind of give you that experience. I'm almost tempted to say is maybe they can have a rating for it when it's closed, but it's that's not a functional thing because this device begs to be opened, right? So you you want to be able to use the full display on it, uh, not because that the, it, the outside display is not good, uh, it's typically a low resolution, but it's also a funky format, right? It's not the same as the big full experience that you want to get on a fold so or a foldable device. So I, I'm interested to see how they how they kind of round it. Um, again, this is not I, I don't really feel like this is going to be earth shattering. The S Pen function is great. I like the fact that my S21 Ultra supports an S Pen. Do I use an S Pen on it all the time? No, I'm not even using the case that supports the S Pen. And that's mostly because, um, and quite frankly, it's just, it's too large of a case. It's adding more thickness. It makes the phone even wider than it is. And that's to carry the pen. And the the biggest thing that gets me is that the pen is on the wrong side, mostly because the power button and the volume rocker is on the right. So when you add that to the, every time I'm using it, I need to take the phone, take the pen out with my left hand, switch it over from one side to the other to use it. It just never worked. So I'm interested to see how they do it with a Z Fold because it's going to be an accessory, but I don't really feel like they're going to be able to do it well on a case. To add thickness to a phone that's already thick by making it wider to add a pen, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, I'm that. That's partially where I'm a little bit skeptic as to how they perform. But uh, the good thing is that the S Pen Pro will be backwards compatible even to the S21 Ultra. So you should be able to use it earlier because that's what they made the announcement for it back at the S21 launch is that the S Pen will be released now, which is what we have. And then the S Pen Pro will be featured. uh it will also be coming out later on supporting it. So we'll have to see how that goes in there. Let's see what else we have. Uh, Simon, sorry. Let's see it. Hmm. Let me see here. Uh, Simon says if no alpha, I mean. Joey uh, honor makes good devices and never uh, but I've have never had and used yeah it's been a few years since I've been here the the 7x series was the last time they released and they've released uh the eight and the nine uh, since then and I, I picked up an Honor 9x when I was in China that one time when I went over to uh one of the one of the trips that we were with Huawei I ended up going into one of their stores um thanks buddy oh, oh uh, obviously man dude. Let me see what else we have. I think the P50 Pro uh, version will have the Kirin chipset uh, in it. I mean, I'm surprised that uh, I'm surprised they're even able to do a Snapdragon P50 with an SD uh, with an SD with a Snapdragon chip. It would be very yeah. Um, I'd like to understand if they're able to get a if they're able to get a Snapdragon chipset chipset into the phone, but not be able to actually work with Google, which makes it a very interesting because Snapdragon is a US base. That was one of their biggest things in the in the past. Uh, not that it was a big issue for for um, uh, for, for Huawei because of the Kirin chipset, but it was more about what what is the capabilities and what can be done. Uh, we'll have to see how the announcement the, we're literally within weeks or so uh, from the announcement on that one. I had the p20 pro same here as well and that was one of their one of my favorite devices uh, if you want a stylus on a samsung device it needs a silo it absolutely does um, the fact that we don't have a note series this year is a big change for samsung like this is with the exception of the Note 7 debacle, this is uh, which, and b- by the way, they still released a Note 7 uh, fa- fan edition. They never really did skip the seven. They re-released the hardware when they fixed the problem with the battery limiting function- functionality, and they still sold the device as a Note 7 fan edition. So, in reality, the seven did actually make it um, at the end. But this would be the the one that we don't have, and I think it's mostly because they're realizing is that they're they're branching off the S Pen functionality. I mean. The fact that my S Pen works now on my S21 Ultra, my Tab S7 Plus, and will work on the Z Fold 3 makes this literally the one pen that you end up buying and having it work with you. You don't have to just buy the phone with one pen that actually ends up being a siloed pen inside of the Note. Uh, But then, you know, if you want to be able to take it out, you have to take it out all the time. Just from a convenience, the S Pen being inside of the phone makes sense. but I also like the fact that these S pens are full-size pens. These are more, in same function, same uh, you know the same feeling as you're holding a pen, and it has better control as opposed to the smaller form factor because you have to make it fit. So, uh, is it functional? Yes. Does it make sense on both ends? Obviously, it's a use case. You have to decide which one works better uh, for your situation, of course. Uh, to go to gsm arena double check the bands yeah uh gsm arena is also a really good place but you also need to double check your carrier bands. so you can go to your carrier and specifically check what bands are supported in your area so those are the ones you want to match the things that you find on gsm arena for sure Uh, let's see here uh they don't care (laughs) samsung doesn't care they just want the money i know i i get it i get it it's it's a different experience uh uh, it, it depends on what you're looking for um okay um x ex, x techie okay i think it's x techie hey man kifa i can, uh, hope you're doing well man i uh, hope you're doing really good uh let me see here uh do you have any recommendation okay do you okay do you recommend the Realme gt over the OnePlus plus nine um Over the One Plus Nine, it's it's a little bit of a different solution, right? They're both similar, right? They're very similar in the in the in the in the tech that they're offering, and they're very close uh, design-wise. If you're going with a limited edition yellow and, and black, I'll probably just go to that one right away. Um, it it's a toss-up. It's I wouldn't recommend it over the Nine Pro, but I think it it's going to end up being what you're choosing. the The features between the two are so close. That it's almost literally the same device with a different skin on it, right? Um, you're running color, sorry, take that back. Realme OS, Realme UI 2.0, which is a derivative of Color OS, which to a certain point now is going to be merged with Oxygen OS and still providing some of the big, uh, same similar features. So at the end of the day, you're really looking at a very different, like a very similar version. If I have to pick between one or the other and it just for more of a compatibility, If you live in a country where um, only one of them works for all of the bands that you need support, I would go with that. But if both of them work, aesthetically, I would probably go with the GT a little bit more over the 9. Overall function looks really nice. Uh, the design, especially with the limited edition, uh, not the limited edition, uh, the GT edition uh, with the yellow and black just looks really, really nice. So you you want to be able to enjoy your device, not just on the internals, but also on the external side. Uh, it has a lot of RAM, uh, different configurations. Uh, the latest update that they added, the ability of using the page file system to add additional RAM storage using additional uh some of your storage to uh, work as uh, additional ram capability it's also a nice little trick but i don't think oneplus is going to bring that up soon so depends on it's a very interesting question they're very similar and i would probably just say you have to pick whatever works best for you of course let me see here uh Uh, but then I, uh, but then I buy the P uh, twenty, the pre uh, printing off of eBay, and did not check anything else, uh, else on the on the seller. So the 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 P twenty Pro, if I'm not mistaken, did support 4G LTE for me here, and the, the one I had was a European model uh, that that I was able to get for review at the time. Um, the one thing I would probably say is most bands, most. Devices will support HSPA plus, at least in the U.S. In Europe, you guys have much better support for bands because it's more compatible with what you get from a Chinese device seller. Where in the U.S. for some reason. We just have we're a little bit, you know, again, we're trying to be more specific, more unique. Uh, We have different bands supported here that requires it to be there. Uh, The only phone that I know to date that is and it's not even available yet is um that collaboration between qualcomm and asus that we just launched a few weeks back we talked about that the snapdragon insider Pro edition device that has truly an unlocked 888 band support what mean what that means is all of the bands that the 888 can support for every country in the world is unlocked on the smartphone. So this device becomes a truly international device that you could travel with. You land in Italy, you land in Germany, you land in, uh, you know, London, US, China, uh, Middle East, India, you just put a SIM card and it works on the bands that it supports. And if it worked, if, if Snapdragon or Qualcomm sells a phone in that region, you're going to be covered and you'll cover every band, even up to 5g, uh, even ultra wide band, depending on what's supported. Uh, Let me see here. Uh, Uh, Oh, (laughs) guys, guys, you guys always got me. You you always have me on point and on check. Um, Let me see here real quick. Okay, so it is almost that time of the show. I do want to say thank you very much to uh, Simon Sesebno and Joe for reminding me. Uh, We are at about the hour mark of our show um, and it, this is typically where we put in uh, the hashtag TKception. So you'll see something like this, what Simon is doing right now. Uh, it, we start putting them in the chat to kind of just show like a nice little uh, visual effect into the show. So if you haven't seen this before, uh, please uh, definitely drop the comment in the in the live stream uh, with the hashtag TKception in there. And then we'll definitely start going through them in a second. So with that being said, that typically kind of starts us off with the closing of the show and how we do it. Um unfortunately we did not have a saturday a best of our week or a monday sGgqa show uh, juan's having uh, is taking some time to rest and also spend some time with the family which i think is are definitely not only deserved but he also needed for him to kind of get we need to get juan back to the, uh, the to the you know full uh, full soapbox experience type of um Juan Carlos that we have uh, that we love uh, that we love and and share and uh, sorry that we love and appreciate on Monday's SGQA. So hopefully next week we'll see some uh, better improvements in, in everything in that sense. Um, again, this week has been interesting in the way I have some of the information around Sony has been coming up. Uh, the fact that we're hearing uh, potentially only one software update. Also, the fact that at least in the US, there's been changed at uh, the, the launch date or the availability date has been changing a few times now landing on the 27th. Um, and I want to say almost like a few weeks, about a few days ago, it was on the 3rd of September. So chip shorters is an issue, but they also could be because they have them available in specific markets, and that could also be taking some of their demand. Uh, the Xperia 1 Mark III is super popular in China, and they're definitely providing what they can. So we'll have to see how that goes uh, and how that actually end up impacting the Xperia 5 Mark Uh The Z Fold 3, we are literally weeks away, maybe I would say basically not that far from where we are. And at the end of the day, what we're looking at it right now is... An updated version of what we have, an updated Z Flip, uh, an S bend Pro, uh, some obviously the Galaxy Watch uh, supporting the new Wear, uh, Google and Samsung Wear uh, OS that we're going to be all seeing on all of our devices, and I cannot wait to see it on my uh, here on the Tick Watch Three Pro. So a lot of things to be covered. I'm really excited to see what they have. Uh, I'm a little bit concerned with the leaks, but I'm hoping again. The, the leaks don't cover everything. They give us a snapshot of specific things. And when you compare them to other things, it doesn't really make 100% at all of the sense that you want it to see. So we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Android, beta, Android 12 Beta 3 is definitely very nice. A uh, lot more optimizations on the visuals, a lot of heavy work and focus on this. Uh, and I'm really wanting to inter- see how other companies and let's say OnePlus and ColorOS and some of the other companies start focusing on that. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes as well. Uh, What else I want to see? Last one, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, and uh, please, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, the DaVoom Pixel 64 is available on Kickstarter from DaVoom. Uh, very nice, very functional. If you guys haven't had a chance to check it out, re- rewind a little bit in, into the beginning of the show uh, and you'll get a chance to see a quick hands-on and how to set this up. Very nice, very easy to use. Uh, it even has a visual EQ functionality for whenever you're listening to music. Similar to the one, what the nano leaves are doing at the top, but it's not necessarily in the same function. So what it means essentially is just more visual. And I love the fact that it just keeps updating the data here. So really, really cool. Um, but yes, let's go ahead and do this real quick. We're going to bring it up on this end. I want to say thank you very much to uh, again to Jermaine uh, from Concept Creators and all that tech, of course, for the for the super chat and the super sticker. Uh, you guys always rock, as, as always. So with that being said, let me see if I can bring it up. Da, da, da. I think it, because we started with Simon Says Hit no," at some point. Um, is it where is it where is it, where is it? You, you guys always oh man you guys are amazing thank you thank you thank you and okay i can't find it uh, simon I, but i know i i had it on the screen just a second ago so here we'll start we'll start up with joey so thank you very much to joey for tkception tk, <laughs> TK foodie uh, foodie to go tk tesla king always appreciate it man Uh, And uh, Matt Tyler, the man, the myth, the king himself, uh, with Access Online, actually, Access Online TV, that's going to be, I think he did go live a couple of times this week. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to join. Uh, So they're starting to uh, bring up uh, more uh, gaming uh, experience on them on Twitch there. So please check that out. Uh, we also have Aditya, the man, the myth, the Mr. Cumberbatch himself, TK Arbe, TKception, uh, TK Super Saiyan. Uh, this time we're wearing the one that actually has a uh, super, uh, Goku Super Saiyan Rosé. This is Goku Black. So I don't know if you guys could see it right here. So, uh, it, it was an interesting shirt. I, I typically get my tees that have the design on the front. This one has it covered on the back. So everybody behind me can get to enjoy it. And I get to just, you know, hang out. Um, TKception, Greg, again, thank you very much for all of the souvenirs and nice little gifts there. Uh, the keychain here as well as uh, the uh, the logo, the updated logo design here. Very nice. Uh, and of course uh, hopefully we'll be able to share some more uh, TK Infinite here. Thank you very much. Always, always, <laughs> always, always. Uh, here it is. Simon says, no, there was another one in there as well. Uh, I, hope, I hope you guys are doing well uh, in Europe. I know the temperatures are starting to kind of go up. Um, it's not I mean, as you guys have probably heard me say this many, many times, we've been running in heat for the last, literally I, however long I can say it. Uh, we're not, we're not, in, uh, we're not in the territory over forties anymore. We're in like 36 or so, but I know for you guys, uh, it's getting up there in the uh, closer to the thirties and, and getting warmer. So, um, yeah, it, it, it's part of our lives. And I think at some point we have to figure out some way to, to help ourselves reduce uh, emissions, but, um, Stay safe, stay cool if you can, uh, and hopefully things will get the temperatures will drop uh, very soon or back to normal. Uh, and thank you again for Johiki, of course, uh, TKception, TK Alpha TK Tesla, and Team Pixel. Yes, please uh, make sure to check out some of the videos I dropped for you guys this week. Uh, we had a video, obviously, for the picking the winners on Monday, the Pixel Bugs A series, uh, as well as a very nice microphone system, wireless system uh, from Pixel. It's not Team Pixel. It's called the Pixel, uh, basically Vocal Lark microphone system uh, that enables you to run some eq system uh, type of uh, customizations on a microphone on the go and even the ability of adding a background music into your video while you're recording it so it has an audio input as opposed to just not only that but also an audio output so two microphones and an audio input so i would envision like even if you have a third microphone uh, system or a separate microphone system uh, you can literally daisy chain these things to nine receivers ultimately ultimately hitting up to 18 people in the same conversation recording the same audio so crazy crazy nice uh, so with that being said, of course, uh, thank you very much for everybody. Um, darn typos. <laughs> Joey jumping back in, uh, kicking us off in there. Matt Tyler. Uh, you know, Simon Sessipno. Greg, of course. Pixel 4a. Of, uh, Pixel 4 XL, of course. Uh, Ireland is humid. Oh, yeah. So here. Uh, so Simon Sessipno jumping with that. Hold on. Let me. Oh, you know what? I forgot about this part. Guys, I forgot to do the tk Oh, my God. The whole point of the show is not done. Okay, we'll do it one more time and we'll end the show this way with it so let's go ahead and do wow so yeah no definitely uh oh, i appreciate it i appreciate everybody in here let's go ahead and jump in uh drink up tk thank you guys no no thank you very much hold on i want to bring a, f- a few of those uh, yeah so your pixel mate uh we have uh cilament hopefully i'm saying that correctly thank you uh matt tyler's in there G- uh, joey b in there as well simon says hypno uh, everybody, uh, just thank you very much for everybody for hanging out. Aditya as well. Um, everybody, Alt that tech. Uh, of course, we'll cap one more time. Uh, uh, Maz B, thank you very much. Uh, Tka, <laughs> thank you. I forgot. I totally forgot. ER1980, uh, inshallah, uh, welcome back, man. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for jumping in. this <laughs> week See, I was like, at the end, I was like, wait, I'm going through all of the comments and not once did I see the inception. So yes, uh, always, always, always appreciated. Um, it's It's been one of those, like I said, it's been a busy week for me. The video that I posted yesterday, I'll be very honest with you guys, a little bit of a, a behind the scenes type of a thing. I misread uh, a statement on one of the sheets that I was uh, when I was first working with it. Um, and I, I kept giving out a factual. Uh, I made statements across the video that made were wrong. Let's just say that. Uh, And I caught them when I was actually editing the video. And I realized that I misstated because I confused these microphones with another microphone system that I'm working on as well. So it ended up being something that I had to reshoot the video. So that video took me a long time. And one of the reasons why it was uh, released late. Uh, So I would appreciate it, of course, if you guys can uh, show some love to that video. And uh, hopefully, uh, you know, Ibrahim. uh, (laughs) um, Oh, man. uh, Vindan, thank you very much. (laughs) should do a year-end compilation of this bloop of his bloopers (laughs) that show would go forever man oh man i I would if i do those i'll have to include aditya in every single one of them he usually catches me on everyone but either way thank you very much hope you're doing well stay safe stay cool um you know regardless where you are you're noticing temperatures are starting to hit us with summer temperatures so for us it's going to be another hot week um, I found somewhat of a small solution to fix my heating issue in the office. So hopefully that keeps working for me. But with that being said, thank you very much. Be safe. We'll see you guys. Hopefully with uh, most of you guys will see hopefully on Monday morning with the SGGQA If that, if, uh, Juan's able to have one, um, otherwise they'll be the best of our week. And of course, uh, with all the other content we're going to be pushing out, we're pushing out on the channel. Take care, be safe. I'll see you next time. And, um. Well, we'll talk online. That's usually the best way, right? We're always on Twitter, Instagram, uh, and of course here on YouTube. I'll see you guys next week.